0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Stock Doctor's Prescription. I am Lee Seiler, also known as the Stock Doctor, also known as Chief Cook and Bottle Washer around here. Yep.
1: Also known as AAA Connection.
0: Head Chief in charge. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, what a nightmare! I had a nightmare day dealing with AAA. Not my car either. Not, that's the worst part. The yeah, worst. Not part, my vehicles. I'm helping the, a friend out. The no worst part. Deed. Somebody is moving something, and they're your friend. Thank you. And I say this all the time: that no good deed goes unpunished. Nope. It never fails. The road to hell is paved with what?
1: Good intentions. I
0: do something nice and for suckers. somebody, and it took AAA. Let me see. Uh, they called them at nine nine a.m. It was, four, it was over four hours. They got there at one one fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nightmare. And I'm like the deluxe AAA member that has trailer <laughs> coverage, and, <laughs> and you can tow like to 100 miles away or something. It's craziness. Man,
2: that's just it's just the way it goes these days. And and honestly, where it happened
0: oh is, was the most miserable part of the whole story. They break down right in a construction zone in front of an elementary school. During school during hours. The school hour, during the elementary rush hour, which 8.30 a.m. So Man. by the time I got there, so, oh, it was a nightmare. Yeah. With a trailer in the back. It was just terrible. So
2: happy Friday for the Stock Doctor. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so speaking, it is Friday. It is uh, We are recording the show on Friday, February 10th. It will air on your favorite co- podcast source uh, closest to you on February 13th, Monday. So let's... Also
1: known as National Call Out of Work Day. It's the number day one. after
0: Super Bowl Sunday? It's the
1: number one day that really? people call out of work because of the Irish flu. I was gonna say, but then I was like, man, I don't really want to p- put that all on the Irish. But hey,
2: listen, because of there I am. I am Irish through so and through. So am I. And I am not at all, not at all offended by that. Let's me call it what Some it people is. people are, but no, and you
0: actually make fun of
2: yourself. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Look, man, nobody gets out alive. I'm just saying, everybody's <laughs> everybody's got their emotions on their sleeve. I'm just let's just get over it and get back to smiling.
0: Let, you happy. know what? Let's here's what's making me smile. Let's start to this year. Yeah. Yeah. For I mean, sure. It's really made me, smile because we had just such a miserable last year. And, and actually, when I say miserable, it wasn't miserable. It just wasn't good. And I know people people take this, especially the new people that haven't been in the business long enough. Rookies. You know, the, the rookies kind of think, oh my God, it's torture. It's a down year. <laughs> but it was also it like happens. a
1: prolonged hell. Like it was just, yeah. at least with the pandemic, it happened so quick, right? The thir- Down 37% in <laughs> 22 trading days. This just last year just put, went on forever. It
2: was a bloodletting, but like my first my rookie year was 2000. Oh yeah, that was a destruction. I, I mean, come on, guys. Hey, Nikki's got Mine was
1: 2018. I had a no, Christmas you know what? surprise. A
0: Christmas surprise, no, Nikki, but come on. Since you've been 40% of your career has been in bear markets. Yeah,
1: it's been great.
0: Crazy, huh? <laughs> Think about it.
1: 40% negative of your Nick at your service.
0: Yeah, I you know what? That's that's literally how I felt the first Five years of. I I feel bad for you because you started in 2000 and then you get a new account and immediately it's down. Immediately. And there's. Try to get more money out of them, it was down immediately and the the media was just destroying everybody.
2: There were instances where I would (laughs) fill out transfer paperwork and it asked you to guesstimate what the assets' total value were back then. Like, (laughs) how much is this transfer? And you'd write down a number and then by the time it hit, it was a fraction.
1: Right. Depends on the day. Yeah, like, well, they
2: had two two stocks that were dot coms, so those basically went to zero.
0: Now you thought you were getting a nice account coming oh, in. Oh yeah. Said time, it, I said, what the hell happened to by it? By the time it hit, it was a, a sad state. So, but here's what I think though, and I while I take January, I, I love it. I'm glad it happened. I I kept saying I think February is not going to be that great, and it started out pretty good. However, I just look at some of these indicators. All right, earning season's pretty much over now. Yeah, I mean you had the last, some stragglers. you have the stragglers, but the the main companies are over the, and I want to say the bad news is out. It wasn't that bad a news.
1: No, it oh. was a lackluster earnings season.
0: It was lackluster. I think that's a good term for it. Um, there wasn't really any super surprises. I, I mean Disney, a little bit of a surprise. Little better bit. to me, it wasn't a surprise. No, I, you know what? I think it, Wall Street was a little surprised. Yeah, it wasn't like surprise,
2: surprise. It was just kind of oh, okay, that. That aspect wasn't as good, but this one was and uh, you know like then next thing you know we're laying off people and the stock starts flying. Like yeah, that's the, Yeah, there that's were the whole certain
1: thing. highlights that I would take away from each company, but nothing really out of left field.
2: No, uh, lackluster is a great word. It wasn't a bloodletting, it wasn't a a party. It was just meh. Meh. Yeah. Meh.
0: yeah I mean, look, you had um Apple's numbers. Yep. weren't horrible.
1: Meh. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, Microsoft numbers. Yeah. yeah. Meta was good. It surprised me, yep. it's still to be a meh
1: company. <laughs> I mean, uh,
0: Amazon, I think, they, didn't they miss? I think they missed. Yeah. But, it, I mean, nobody really cared at that point. No. You got. Here's what I'm really impressed with. Tesla.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's which is a stock okay. we own. Okay, that's, that's a high point. Which is a stock we own. Uh, Tesla is our, by the way, it has doubled since January 5th. Yep. So, it literally, and it's we have a position. It has jumped to our top uh, number four holding. Wow, because it doubled in last month,
2: and a certain well-respected actor person in our field seems to think that Tesla's next product is going to multiply their stock price many, many times over. This is Cybertruck. This is well. I don't know what the product was. I just saw the headline. It was Kathy Wood, and she she seems to really be sticking to her guns about this one. I mean, she she digs in.
1: Okay, definitely. Um, I will say and I'm going to jump ahead cuz I'm sure we're going to talk about it cuz it's going to be nauseating and it already kind of is but AI so something that Kathy Wood was saying about Tesla is that because they have a proprietary data set they're going to be on the forefront of utilizing AI that's and are really going to be
0: a winner. And that's why Microsoft is moving up recently because and I was at a Chat conference GPT. I was at a conference and you know every year there's a, a There's a hyper growth theme, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe crypto one year, maybe. So (laughs) they're
1: real quiet this year.
0: This year, the hyper growth theme was AI. And, um, you know, it's just to me, I think that's important stuff. And I think it's it's the the future. But so is the metaverse.
1: Right. It's well, no, 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 no. Uh uh. Don't yes. that's that's a false equivalence. No, I
0: think it is. I, I mean, I think it is. Because Mark
1: Zuckerberg might think it's of that mo- most importance, but I, AI is going to be revolutionary. It already is. Well, so
0: supposedly is the metaverse. But I think it's a metaverse is a game. AI may be able to use it.
1: Exactly. AI has useful. But I think it's still is away. Stupid.
0: Probably from no way. Great. Yes. I, I
2: was just wondering: is this something that, like, if we could go back and sort of backtest the whatever the hot button was at every single one of these conventions and see how it's doing? It's usually, three the top years anyway. Later, You know, I'm kind of wondering, well, I mean, crypto being one of those topics over the last couple of years and then
0: getting its ass handed back to it kind of makes me laugh.
1: Speaking of, I don't think we're going to see any uh, crypto Super Bowl ads this year.
0: I don't think so. No way. So let's talk about the so far the markets this year. I mean, as a right, I just did the numbers before we started taping this uh, year to date. The Dow Jones only up one point nine percent. Feels about right. And and I say that normally I would say, hey, the Dow Jones up one point (laughs) nine percent in February. Early February, but the S&P up six. Yeah. The NASDAQ up 11 and a half.
1: Who saw that coming?
0: The small caps of Russell up 9.1. So, and this is on the heels of two weeks in a row being down. And, um, but I think the market's ahead of itself. So, you know, in some of the 401ks, we did a little bit of cash management and added a little bit of cash to the portfolios yesterday. And I mm-hmm. did some the day before that, only because- when I see the volatility index at those extreme lows, that tells me there's complacency and that the, this this rally can't last, probably, in the short term anyway.
1: Well, and I also just think that we're not really getting any certainty from the leading indicators about the economy, and so we're kind of vacillating back and forth between this red-hot labor market and inflation starting to slow down and get into that disinflation.
2: And I, I just want to take a moment and, and discuss the fact that you're making— some changes and making some adjustments and reallocating 401Ks, which is something that, that people don't have the time to do in their own, in their own 401Ks. Yep. You know,
0: but now we have the ability to help them with such, we, such things. We can virtually help anybody that has a 401K right. and actually manage that portfolio. And that's something that uh, we certainly recommend you call because Vanguard has done a study that if you have an advisor working with your retirement funds, that you have a high probability of doing 3% better over time net of any fees that you were charged.
1: And 3% doesn't sound like a lot, but it definitely adds up over the lifetime of your career. Whoa,
0: what's
2: what's 3% for 30
0: years? Let's right. say just take it keep it simple. You have $100,000 in 401k. Year 1, now you did better, 3% better. So let's just say it was flat. You did 100 now you have 103. Then the market's up 10. Now you have 116. Now you have so that 3%, $3,000 every year roughly on that 100,000. Roughly yeah. compounding is
2: a lot of money. Well, I think that and also when you really think about it, the most common thing that we run into when we're looking at 401k's when somebody brings us, you know, their 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 statement and they say how would what what do I do here? What what could I do? And and we view that statement, the vast majority of the time, they basically allocated their statement based on what those funds did the previous year, mm-hmm. which has led people to be a lot more aggressive than they really
0: should be. I'll tell you what that 3% does. That doubles your money in 24 years. 24 years. So yeah. as you put money in your 401K and you get help from an advisor, your money would double in addition to what you already have. That's the thing. That's what makes this tougher
2: to quantify. That's not just your regular performance. That is a double in addition to how it was already performing with you not doing anything, with, right. with people just, just allocating it and forgetting about it. You know, and and the scary part about that is the sweeps, the big movements when when Mm -hmm. they allocate their own based on what did well last year, what did well last year is probably not going to do so great this year. And there immediately that sequence of returns just goes out the window. And it's our job to 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 protect people from themselves sometimes. That's what we do.
0: Yeah. And here's the thing is that now that that bond yields are a little bit better. It makes sense. And I, we have a, a listener question, by the way, that we be talking about. It's a bond question. I think it's a really good question right now. Good. Um, but just getting back to the economy, Nikki made a comment about deflation. I think I heard you say that word. Um,
1: I mean, I didn't say it like 19 times like the Fed did in no, the but last— the, uh,
0: Chairman Powell in his in the last speech, was earlier this week, um, he did signal that deflation is coming. So inflation is starting to wane. However, he's insisting, basically— there will not be a rate cut in 2023. However, Wall Street absolutely is expecting one by year's end. I'm in that camp.
1: I was going to say, the market is like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. Uh,
0: look, because I think he's saying that right now. But as he sees, the if the economy does tank. But a couple of interesting things. Yes, we have all these signs of, of deflationary uh, economy happening right now. However, that, that jobs report, is that an anomaly? Over 500,000 jobs that were added in...
1: I don't think it's an anomaly per se. I think also, too, a lot of these services that really suffered from catastrophic losses as far as employees were concerned during the pandemic that like aren't that necessarily was, seen all the time. That was happening the month before the month before that. But well, yeah, all but, of a sudden, we had,
0: uh, with a five handle on this, this I, is not even, oh, we added 200,000 jobs. Right, right, right. 500 and change.
1: Well, I mean- Everybody wants to work these days. What a great problem to have. And how many
0: companies you hear every day laying yeah. off. Which, by the way, stock prices go up on that. Yeah. But, I mean, every basically every tech company that I know of has oh. laid off.
1: Don't, don't even get me started on this. I love it. I love these unicorn CEOs that they get all of the credit when things are beautiful and dandy. And they get none of the actual consequences of their decisions that, you know, that, the pandemic and the rush to technology was going to be around forever and so they cut employees
2: i get it i get what you're saying but at the same time but rewarded but at the same time i just want to bring up the fact the point again that a lot of the the employees at tech companies may not i I mean look at what happened to twitter i mean they've laid off virtually everybody have they missed a step there's like four dudes there and last time i checked twitter's (laughs) still up and running so what the hell was everybody else doing for the last many many years?
1: Content moderation. I think there was just
0: inflated human resources.
1: There were, but whose fault is that? The, the CEOs. CEOs every every tech CEO has said, you know, it's, I, I put the on, the onus on me. It's I, I overestimated this, and it's like, mm, but really, I don't see any of you taking a pay cut.
0: But I, uh, I do. Tim, I have Tim seen, Cook they did they do, actually. Yeah, they do. I'm seeing that too. now. Uh, some um, another CEO I just saw. Well, sh- I wish I wrote it down. It
1: wasn't Google. I it it wanted a Significant it was, pay cut. Okay.
0: Like 80% pay cut, and I saw Ooh. one. Somebody said they're not even taking a salary. Good. Was it, it
2: Lee Okoka who <laughs> he just negated us or took one do- one dollar until the company was turned around? I mean, it does. It does happen. Good. You know these. They, they do. They do. You know.
1: I like it.
0: Put their their money where their mouth is. So All right. Say. I am a little
1: less ticked off.
0: Yeah, I and they are they are. I'm seeing a lot of that. Good. And, and uh
1: 'cause that's what it should be. Okay.
0: Wow wah, wah for them. My my heart <laughs> Wah, wah for the
1: CEO. These guys yeah, the right. guys
0: like Tim Cook making millions and millions of and millions, quad and quad a million millions. And quad a of a bajillion dollars. Quad a bajillion dollars, not including stock options, by right. the way. Um so he's they're doing okay. And but I do appreciate that they realize you know, we're letting people go. I got to get pay cuts. Absolutely, you know I, mean? I get it. And, it, and it should happen that way. I agree. But um, you know, Disney laying off people. Of course, it's not in the in the Parks Department. Of well, course.
2: but at the same okay. time, 7,000 I mean, 7, people is like two or three percent 3% of, the of work, their workforce. Of the
0: workforce. If if you don't have three percent fat to
2: cut, and, and and I'm not referring to these people as being worthless or fat or, or unworthy, but there is
0: always more than you need. I'm glad you said that, Justin. Uh, we have a conversation after uh, the show. Can you please bring a box? A box. Yes. Oh, to, to your office? Yes. Yeah,
2: bring your book. Yeah. Bring your bring bring your book with you. And come come that's on. The by. old school. Day. Yeah, yeah. Bring your book
0: and, and uh head into the manager's office. It, it is a that,
1: Friday afternoon. That's yeah. the way
0: in the old school. The book that your clients were not your. It was clients. a
1: literal book, right? Yeah. It, it,
0: it, but it was a book literally. But it, it was, was a binder. <laughs> but they weren't your clients. They were so the firm. a they were the firm. It's very clear this is a firm's client. So I'd see guys going there. Hey, uh Johnny, come in my office and uh, bring your book. Bring go, your oh book. shit, he's done. It's it's almost like the equivalent of bringing totally. your boss with you on a sales appointment. It was great oh, for it was know. great for guys like me because I was a worker and, and I'd get handed a few yeah, accounts. Yeah, like you'd
2: always be on the
0: receiving end of yeah. of three uh, well, percent of that guy's book. Somebody's getting canned. I said, all right, I'll take a few of those sure. accounts. <laughs> um So look, I, I I really think February is um, first of all I think January just was too hot.
1: Yeah, too we're, we're way over I our skis. Mean,
0: stocks that like that, like I mentioned Tesla that were up. One hundred. The low on Tesla, by the way, in January fifth was one hundred and one. It got to two twelve yesterday. Wow, two fourteen yesterday. Two fourteen yesterday. Yeah. yeah, crazy. It's becoming a,
2: a a bigger one of our
0: top positions. Number four, Disney. By the way, when they reported earnings, the stock ran to one eighteen before closing at the low of the day. That is what I call a one day reversal, which is a short term negative technical term. And then has now gone down to one hundred eight. So it's ten bucks off of that high just hit yesterday
2: now let's talk about what it's done over the last three months though one calendar quarter 84 dollars on the low
0: exactly in to, december to and here on one eighteen. so uh and you know i did buy for some people that either didn't have it or wanted to average their cost down. i did buy some in the 80s for people and some in the 90s so uh that's a, that's to me i thought technically it looked horrible but i got a at this price, I think you had to be that's, okay.
2: That's the thing. Technically, sometimes even when they don't seem like it would be a good idea, it's it's almost like it can't get beat down much more because
0: it's worth more I, than, than it's trading at I, fundamentally I, too. Right. I, mean, I continue. I continue to like Disney, and if it's if it's appropriate for a portfolio and you can assume single stock risk, I continue to like Disney on any pullbacks from here and probably around here, anywhere around that one hundred dollar level. I would agree because sure. I, I think the stock is long term probably one eighty. Short term, maybe beginning in a year from now, one fifty. It could very well be, but even if you buy
2: it, you know one hundred eight, and, and it goes to one twenty five. This, year, I mean, you're yeah. you're ahead. You're ahead, no matter what. It's
1: yeah. definitely a long term play, in my opinion. And if you're feeling uncomfortable about your Disney position, I just recommend you going down to uh, either Disney Springs or you can go to one of the parks and you can see how. What Just those lines slammed like. they are, and uh, I think you might be a little bit more reassured. Hey, let's yeah. go
0: with a listener question because I think it's really pertinent to what's going on here. And you know, Nikki, you were lucky enough that uh, you early in your career you were seeing, hey, bonds are interesting.
1: Oh yeah, bonds are sexy. I
0: haven't seen interesting bonds in fifteen years. I, I mean, honestly, I,
2: I've been around for twenty. This is my twenty-third year, I think, and. They've really never done much for me by the course of my career.
0: So we have a Gene, I believe a female, because it's with a J. Uh, not that it matters, but I'm just letting you know that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for that. That, that
1: relevant information.
2: demographic information. Hey, gene, G- let's, let's refer to Gene as a they, them. You they,
0: know what them, saying? okay. Them, Gene. Inclusive. Uh, gene from Longwood asks.
2: Oh, no, I know that. that, that gene in Longwood, that's a, that's a, that's gene? a woman. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's a woman. I am in early retirement and have been mostly in the market using mutual funds which a lot of people are, and I don't know what early retirement means. I don't know if she retired in her 50s or she's in her 60s, but early retirement. Okay. Um, With interest rates where they are, would you move more into some bonds? And which bonds would you look at? Uh, So these are really good questions because there is some incredible opportunity, I believe, in bonds. So let's talk about, first of all, I'm going to talk about quality, and I'll throw to you guys about duration and maturity. Mm, okay. okay. Ooh, exciting game. You know yes. the um, all the economists and the major fixed income traders that I talk to, they say this is a really good time to move up in quality.
1: They're just so excited someone's finally listening. Somebody listening.
2: Nobody or, cared. Or the fact <laughs> that, years. The fact that there's oh move up in quality because before you
0: had to chase trash to get any kind of right. yield, and, and that, now and you don't have to. And that's mm-hmm. an, that's a very good point because you had to buy all high yield to try and get five six percent.
1: By high yield, you mean more risky as far as their credit quality? Uh,
0: Junk bonds are synonymous with high yield bonds.
1: Right, which means that they're less likely to be able to pay you back.
0: Yes, exactly. So every bond, not every bond, but most bonds that pay for the service gets a credit rating, whether it's Moody's or S&P, and triple B rate, because it's triple A, double A, single A, and then triple B, then it goes double B, single B. That's triple, JUCO. Triple B, yeah. Triple <laughs> B or better is considered investment grade. Those are companies that are more likely to repay you because remember what a bond is. You are loaning a company or a municipality or a government money, and they promise to pay you an interest rate on that money and pay you back your principal upon what they call the maturity date. So that being said, you can get high quality corporates or investment grade bonds in general and get some yield now. We're talking four and a half, five, six percent in yield. Right. Depending on what you're looking at. Without having without it being trash. Right. And you can get those with having shorter maturity. So here's the difference. There's two words I want to bring out to you, and you guys can talk about it. Maturity and duration. So uh let's hear you guys since I've been talking a lot. Talk to me about maturity versus duration. Maturity is a set date. It's a set date. I think you know it, when uh, they when they're going to pay your that's money when back. When it's going to be? That's when
2: you, as the lender, you're. If you buy a bond, you are the bank. You are lending somebody else
0: right. money, and that coupon is the interest rate. So, I you, mean, for lack of a better explanation, I can buy today, let's yeah. say, a five-year corporate Apple computer bo- Apple bond. Apple okay. computer, Apple computer. Sold the sold.
1: Apple company.
0: I was thinking bonds, I think Apple computer. That's what yeah. it was back then. So, <laughs> I could buy a five-year bond. But let's say I want to buy a five-year bond, but it's already two years in. What is that?
1: So then the duration is what it's going to be, how long it takes for you to get your money back. So the difference between duration and maturity is maturity is a set date. And say, if you bought that five-year bond out and it's five years from now, then that maturity and the duration are the same thing. It's five years. But if you're two and a half years in, your duration is two and a half years until that five-year maturity of the initial issue.
2: It's almost like we could have an entire episode where we basically explain bonds and duration and all these sort of things, because the reality is that that duration also affects
0: your price, Your, you know, yes. what you're going to be able to get for that bond should you need to sell it. I have not bought more bonds in my career than I bought in the last this, three months, yeah. s- six months. Yes. Bond funds, not necessarily bond, yeah, bond but funds. But in or- general, investing in debt. Yeah. Right.
1: I didn't think there would be a day where I was like, Lee, we got to buy treasuries. Let's look at this.
0: What?
2: look.
1: At- what? I know. That came out of left field. For A me.
0: one year treasury of four point eight
2: percent right now. Right. Right. And it sounds great, right? It sounds amazing. What's inflation look like these days anyway?
1: It's coming down. Disinflation. We'll
2: see. We'll see. I gotta buy eggs, eggs on the way. I was home. gonna say
1: eggs haven't heard about no, it. No, we
0: though. ran out of eggs this morning and oh. I never felt more broke.
1: <laughs> In this economy, eggs. Was just what are like, you
0: oh, rich? Shit. So so Jean asked her first questions, uh rates uh with interest rates, where they are, would you move into bonds? Yes. Yes. We don't know your personal situation, but if you are in early retirement, uh, Take some I, as an advisor, we would say you should have some fixed income, in the, especially now locking in these rates. Yes. So let's talk about what bonds look at. We talked about investment grade, but duration or maturity, are you guys still thinking, I mean, because I wanted to stay in that three to five I, I'm hearing people they can stretch it out a little bit. What do you guys think here? I
1: think you can feather it in. I think that I, while I'm still in the short duration camp, because I think that you should take advantage of these yields, I think we can start looking at longer duration. But I do, would not suggest you go out and you know buy a ten year.
2: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one word, and if and if the listeners don't understand it, then they have a duty to call in so we can have this conversation one on one. And that word is ladder. It's mm, a Yes, exactly. You know, and if, again, if that's something that you're intrigued by, call in and we can discuss it. But I think that that's probably the way to go.
0: It's because,
1: a way to protect your portfolio.
0: So let's, let's, let me give you some numbers and you guys will explain this to the folks out there. Um, the one year treasury. Now I'm going to talk only government bonds. These are backed, they're AAA rated, backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. Whatever that means. So, a one, year, a one year, ceiling impasse. Yield, a one year yield. Uh, I'm sure they'll pass it.
1: I know they will.
0: What's it going to cost? I have faith. A one-year, so you can buy a one-year treasury and you can get 4.8% for one year. You can go two-year and you get 4.48. So why is the two-year less than the one-year? Well, I mean, because we've had inverted yield curves and, and rates, short-term rates are higher than long-term rates. Um, but, so what do you do? If you buy, buying a one-year, you're getting that 48 the market's telling us in two years, mm-hmm. rates are going to be lower. So you have to figure out, is locking in now for two years at 4.4, 4, is that better? Would you be better off doing that than going to one year? Then you go to the 10-year, which, Nikki, you already said you'd stay away from and I totally agree with you. The 10-year is 3.75.
1: Just for shits and giggles, what's the 30-year?
0: 30-year is 3.82.
2: Man, a few decades ago, when I went into my Series 7 course to, to learn how to – uh to be a stockbroker, which is where most of us, you know, started back then, there was a the professor, the guy who was teaching us how to to pass the test, and he said when when I came home from Nam, actually I think it might have been I think Nam. it might have been Korea to be honest with you because it was in the fifties, not really the the sixties. So he said that you know at that time thirty year bonds were paying whatever, and it it really boiled down to him that he wanted to be smart. Everybody that came home with him, they were buying cars. They were buying fifty six Chevys, fifty seven. And chevys. having babies. And yeah, and, and, and creating life. And he thought, you know what, I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy a thirty year bond. <laughs> back, back then? Mm-hmm. And then he lived through the seventies. Yeah, back then. And and you know, that basically once he realized the mistake that he had made,
0: he thought, I should have never been smart. Think about people who bought thirty year bonds in nineteen eighty one. Yeah.
1: Uh, Wasn't it like 16%? Yeah, and
0: they've been in a 30-year bull market. That's amazing. So uh, Justin made a comment about laddering. So listen to this. this I was going to say, I was like,
1: I don't want to have to choose. I want to ladder.
0: This is a fictitious portfolio. So you have a portfolio worth of one years that pay you mm 4.8. Two years that pay you 4.48. Five years pay you Mm 3.9. So you have a A mix. Yeah, and now you have some, hey, some may mature in a year some may mature in two years, and you get that 3.9 for five years because if rates go back down, maybe rates go back down to three. And more than likely, you know, you're going to be dealing
2: with a very different marketplace at that time than mm-hmm. this today's snapshot, and you don't know what's going to be sexy at that, that, at that moment. So you know, having something that's sort of staggered or, or, or laddered just makes a huge amount of sense to me. You don't have to go all into one thing. If you see this and you think, oh, well, I'm getting this, this yield, right. I'm going to load the boat, man, do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor.
0: And we could do the same thing using ETFs or funds. Right. It's the same way. So, uh, you know, we encourage you that if you have... Yes, Nick?
1: I was also going to say something that's really exciting, too, is there's a lot of creativity within the fixed income space with the ETFs that they're coming out a with. Lot. And so that is exciting. There are so many opportunities out there to get some yield for, like we were saying, a portion of your portfolio. And that portion depends on what your risk tolerance is and what your objectives are.
0: Yeah. So, listen, we encourage you to give the office a call, 407 831 8002
1: that's 407 this was fun today
0: 8002 we could talk to you about your 401k's your IRAs trusts we have a lawyer we work with you know everybody needs a will taxes. most people should do a trust we we do taxes here at the office through our subsidiary portfolio tax and accounting so you know we could do a lot here for you we try to make this very simple and very mindless and just fun. really easy for the client We make it fun. Hassle-free, right, Nick? Yeah.
1: Let's make money fun again.
0: Let's do it. You're listening to the Stock Doctor Prescription. We'll be back next week right here.